been looking for a home in this neighborhood, and nothing that fits our needs seems to be available. Then our realtor told us about the FHA 203K program, where we can find a smaller room and use that program to add another room and remodel the home all in the same loan. The same loan we used to purchase the home. What a great idea. There, this is uh, Love My Renovation Project with Mike Young, uh, where we talk about all things regarding renovation, whether it's FHA 203K home style renovation mortgage, uh, the VA mortgage, uh, renovation mortgage, or one of six other ones that we're familiar with and work with. Our show is primarily for consultants, homeowners, lenders, anyone involved with the renovation process, uh, renovation loans, if you will. You know, we have a seminar we put on for lenders periodically, but it seems like realtors would want us to put it on for them, too. I never thought of marketing to them, but I think I will. We get, uh, well, we guarantee 50 loans out of the deal. So, but anyway, can you believe it's already second week in March coming up? We've just changed the clocks back. I managed to get an extra hour of sleep anyway the last two nights from preparing for that. <laughs> hey, if you're a teacher, I'm a fireman, policeman, EMT, prison guard, anything that wears a badge to work, but not. Uh, well, let's say it the other way. Let's, anybody that wears a badge to work for a government entity. Okay, so that disqualifies uh, private security companies. Okay. Then there is a wonderful program FHA has with the 203K. It's called the Teacher Next Door, Fire or Police, excuse me, Officer Next Door. It's called the Good Neighbor Next Door Programs. And what they are is uh, you can look at a house that's FHA has appraised at $500,000 and buy it for $250,000. And if you live there three years or more, you're going to keep that equity all to yourself. It's a great way to start off your home buying process. So when you sell it in three to five years and move up into another house, you'll have lots and lots of equity and be able to afford a, maybe a better neighborhood or a different neighborhood, one that you've been looking to aspire to, or the schools may be better. Who knows? But sometimes, hey, owners get into a renovation loan and they don't know who to turn to. So while working on a renovation project, you may find yourselves between a rock and a hard place from time to time. But you've got to know that most 203Ks and other renovation loans go off without a hitch. But from time to time, you may find yourself with no one to talk to on your side that understands the ins and outs of the 203K program. If you have, then you want to... Uh, if you've got an issue with your renovation project and you don't mind discussing it on the radio, give us a call. We may be able to offer you solutions right here on the phone. If you don't want to do that and you want it more privately, go to 203k911.com. Uh, that initial call is absolutely free. We've been able to help about 99% of our callers with uh, uh, at no cost at all because their problems literally were 
so easily fixed that we just didn't feel justified in, in charging them anything. So, but a lot of times it's finding the right contractor for your project, and that can be an issue. Um, but who knows? We can do something about that. We might be able to. Contractors typically know that our homeowners don't do a lot of construction, and some of them may try to take advantage of that situation. You might start uh, qualifying your contractors as to whether or not they've ever done an FHA 203K project. I had a contractor out to look at my roof a few days ago, and he was telling me that uh, he used to do a lot of 203Ks. Most of the ones he did were for officer next door or teacher next door programs, and he was the contractor on them. So that's interesting. I asked him why he wasn't doing them now, and he just apparently doesn't have any contacts with the consultants that might be doing those or the lenders that might be doing those. So. We'll add them to our list here in Las Vegas. Um, many of the ones that do uh, know about the 203K, at least they know that they're not going to get any upfront money. Uh, but the guideline does allow up to 50% of the material costs, but not all lenders will adhere to that. Many of the ones that do adhere to it don't always let the consultant know. They might issue a draw and don't tell anybody about it so it doesn't show up on the, the first draw form that the consultant does. Well, that's not doing anybody any favors, by the way. So, uh, it's always best to keep your consultant splash inspector tuned in to what's going on because it's it kind of ticks everybody off when you get to the last draw and the lender says, well, you guys, you need to fix your draw form to match ours. And that's the first you've heard about it on the fifth or sixth draw that something doesn't match, and it didn't match from day one because they put some for, uh, money out there without telling anybody. So anyway, frankly, I don't want a material draw that I don't originate. Uh, one, giving material draw without my signature can be problematic in itself. And most of these lenders are trying, they think they're cute because they'll take and have you sign a draw completely. Uh, new consultants that are out there, I don't do that because you just committed fraud. You've just authorized that material draw without your permission because you signed the draw form over and over. Uh, uh, consultants out there, you've got a draw form. At the top of page two, there's a place for your borrower to sign, your contractor to sign, and you to sign. And that is for the draw. That you're swearing that everything's been installed. Okay, so why would you sign that if it hasn't been? The lender says they want a sample of your signature for future draws. Well, that's on page one. That's where you sign. On page two, there's another signature at the bottom of page two, which says, this is my invoice and how much you're requesting. So if you didn't get paid that and you signed it, with a, an amount in there, and it turns out they did a draw, then you need to get that payment too. You're at risk. I don't do anything without pay that because I'm at risk. Okay. Frankly, I don't want a material draw that I don't originate. It's just not smart. So let's see where we are. Uh, helps monitoring. Okay. 
you definitely want to find a lender that knows what they're doing. And there's a whole bunch out there that are buying in a secondary market. So you've got a lender that knows what they're doing, and they're creating that 203K loan, and then they're maintaining the servicing quite often, or selling that loan off to somebody who wants the servicing. And they don't know what they're doing. We just waited. A company called PennyMac uh, has just sent us a check after 90 days. You know, we do our draw. We're not subject to the the lien waivers, and we're not subject to whether or not the contractors gets paid. We did the inspection, and I, we, as consultants, should get paid in a timely fashion. HUD says that time should be no more than five days. We just waited over 90 days to get paid because the water company put in a lien on the property for an old water bill they found that wasn't paid. And the lender decided to hold the loan, to hold that payment to the contractor for his finished work, hold my payment for the consulting, and hold, uh, just not pay the pay the last draw until the homeowner cleared that uh, lien. Now, it had nothing to do with the construction. It had nothing to do with my inspection. So why in the world? Well, why in the world comes down to their lack of concern? So if you're dealing with them, you might consider that when you go to uh, get your loan. Anyway, uh, on the blogs with other consultants, I see their name pops up in a derogatory fashion quite often. So it's not just us having issues with them. A lot of consultants are having issues with them. Uh, and we're entitled to our opinion. I don't like issues. Typically, uh, we can work through issues. We don't have problems, but uh, they're creating problems where issues should have been handled. But you definitely want to get a lender that knows what they're doing, and the fewer and fewer of those are available. Lenders have five days to make that payment to the contractor and a draw request when a draw request is initiated. The old guideline gave them two days, so they've expanded it to, to five now. So anyway, the consultant may direct you to a contractor if you don't have one. If you need some contractors to bid your project, we're happy to do that. We'll send it out to bid to some Contractors that actually know how to do a 203K, uh, I can tell you, I've got some that I would never send a job to, and we have other ones that we would send every job to if we could, but we don't. Uh, we have a an in-house requirement that we will not allow any contractor to get more than 10% of our business at any one time. So when he finishes one job and he's at 10%, if he's at 10%, at 10%, uh, then we'll give them another project. But we never let them get over 10%. We don't want the contractor at any time feeling he controls the situation or the, uh, the consultant. Hey, if you've got a topic you'd like to discuss more uh, fully, give us a call. You can call us at 888-627-6008 and be on the show. But if you don't want to do it in front of anybody, go to 203K911, scroll down to the contact form, and we can address your issue on the next radio show without your name, of course. And um, 
or we can just talk to you privately and communicate by email and phone. But uh, consultants out there, if you want to change your info on the HUD site, and I wish a bunch of you would, get on there and update your phone numbers. But you can call it in at 800-1800, excuse me, call FHA. Or you can email them to answers at fha.gov. But this is the year for recertification, too, so you want to send your recertification off. If you haven't already done it, I think mine's due next month in April, and we'll send it off. Every two years, we need to recertify. I had to laugh because when I first started this, I had two of my consultants that I trained that uh, were quite good, actually, pass away. Bless their souls. Uh, anyway, uh, they remained on the list for another two or three years, four years beyond their death. And yet, most of us had to recertify every two years. Somehow, they were missed. Uh, they didn't recertify because they weren't physically capable of doing so. Anyway, when you're submitting your information to HUD originally, you need to send the info package to the DC Hawk, not your local Hawk as it used to be. Uh, and you now need to include a narrative description as to why you think you can perform the duties of a consultant. Somebody recently sent theirs into their Philadelphia Hawk. Hawk stands for, uh, it's H O C, it stands for Home Ownership Center, is what uh, HUD calls all their centers now. But the guy sent it off, and they were told they need to send us a copy of a, a sample draw request and send us a copy of a sample change order. Uh, the guy's getting approved. He hasn't done any yet. How in the world could he have a sample already created if he's never been approved as a consultant? So I don't know how the guy's going to figure that one out, but it's, it's possible. So call us at 888-627-6008, toll-free, and be part of the show. Hang in there. We'll be right back after this short break. We love our neighborhood, and schools here are great for the kids. But our family has outgrown our home due to the new baby on the way. Then we heard about the FHA 203K program, where we can add a room or two to our home and refinance the existing loan, all in one low-interest 30-year loan. What a great idea! Hey, we're back with you. Call us at 888 excuse me, 627-6008. That's 888-627-6008. Toll free and be part of the program. We are back with you. Hey, uh, this morning an uh, ambulance went by our house, and I'm now the uh, in my subdivision of, of old people's gated community here. I'm now the neighborhood watch coordinator. So I got in the car and drove down to see what the ambulance, or excuse me, it was a... Uh, fire truck. So I get down there only to find out that uh, some of the neighbors in that area, in that block, had heard a loud explosion. And the fire department was putting out a small fire. Turns out the guy was uh, 
in his garage lighting a cigarette with a torch. At least that's his story. When's the last time you used a torch to light your cigarette? <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody, I get a kick out of the people who misuse drugs and so forth that think everybody else is stupid. Oh, just tell them we used a, a torch to light my cigarette. Okay, cool. Anyway, getting back to the show, realtors, you need to think out of the box. If you're the number one realtor in your area, great. Let's say you're not. Let's say you're the number 10, but you want to be the number one. You know that you can create inventory with a 203K. Okay, you know, so what I'm getting at is if there's no inventory in your MLS, or there's no inventory of a house that you could sell, maybe you've got some one-bedroom or two-bedroom houses, one bath, and every customer that walks in the door is looking for a four-bedroom, two-bath, or more, all you have to do is use a 203K. You know, you can add on to this house, just like we said in the opening, just before the opening monologue, you can add on to that house and make it what they're looking for. So if they're looking for a four-bedroom, two-bath, and all you have is a one-bedroom, one-bath, you can figure that out. Give them a new kitchen. Excuse me. Give them a new kitchen. Update that bathroom. Throw in another bathroom or master suite. A couple more bedrooms, two or three, and you've got the house that they wanted when no one else could sell that little house. Okay? If you say, hey, this is a perfect house for me. All it's missing is a pool. If it had a pool, this would be ideal for us. Then use the Homestyle Renovation Mortgage, and you can install a pool. You just can't do it with an FHA 203K, but the Homestyle will let you do it. You can do a nice patio and a fancy barbecue and all the items that FHA doesn't allow. Did you know that FHA used to have a investor program, where, and it was fabulous, I thought. It was fabulous. You could Investors could flip houses right and left or keep them for rentals up to a point. They took investors out because they abused the system. Grossly. Fraud everywhere. But guess what? The homestyle loan works exactly the same. So if you're a flipper and you want to borrow or buy a house, yeah, I brought the dog with me to the studio today. I shouldn't have. <laughs> can see that right now. So anyway, uh, where are we? You, you just use the program that fits best. If you're, you know, you need to know the programs and how they work so that you can do that. But VA renovation mortgage can, can literally take a fixer for a vet who would normally get 100% financing and now they can get the construction to fix it too and still get 100% financing. Oh, wow. You know, you get a hold of your consultant and ask him to walk you through some of the possibilities. The key is to think out of the box. Don't be restrained by the typical acceptable rules. Um, the MLS is only one place to find homes. The REIA, that stands for Real Estate Investment Association, is also a great 
place to find homes. And many you can find up, you can find fixers from the wholesalers in there. You can find finished houses that have just been remodeled and updated. Uh, okay, and, and you know, the, you don't have to put up. I always thought that FHA 203K would, would suffice for 90% of the loans out there. And the reason for it is you can put in new carpet. You walk into the house and you've got brand new carpet, but it's ugliest blue you ever saw. Some renovation person put that bright blue carpet in there. So what do you do? Well, you can use a 203K, the limited 203K, and close that loan, and then the carpet can be replaced. And you can move in. Or you can paint. Or you can put that uh, freestanding fireplace, not freestanding, but zero clearance fireplace. You can do just about anything. If you want to go to an REIA meeting, just look up REIA and add the state that you're in and see how many of them pop up. You're going to find they're everywhere. Probably cost you about $35 to join a meeting. Don't act like a novice when you get there. Pay your fee, step into the room, and usually on one side of the entry door or the other is a poster board with a bunch of photos of homes that have just been fixed up and are ready for sale. So if you're inventory is low and you're trying to move house to you've got a borrower that needs a home that's an excellent place to go look for a house you can talk about uh, the offer right there in the room or bring them out uh, make arrangements to go see the house the next day uh, pay attention because they'll call the meeting to order at some point and if you're looking for a fixer in there don't you might want to raise your hand before it starts and just say hey who is a there any wholesalers in the room and get their cards, but don't try to talk to them that night. Call them during the, the following few days and set up a time to meet with them and see what they have to offer. Um, but in any case, you know you can uh, you can find houses that are fixed up too, and and you might be able to sell some of those houses or that house uh, for that client of yours. So. Anyway, when I go there, I first thing I do before the meeting starts is I find out if there's any wholesalers, gather those cards, and I want those cards for future reference, okay? And I also look at the ones that have houses for sale. You know, tell them what you're looking for. At some point, they'll line up around the side of the building, uh, the walls, and get in front of the microphone, each one in his own time, and they'll talk about it. Get in that line. Get in that line, and when you get up to the microphone, explain to them, hey, I'm a realtor. I can help you move your houses more effectively. I noticed that you've got a board in the back with a bunch of houses that are for sale, but if you let them, if you let me list that house, I'm going to have you out in front of literally thousands of more people, maybe tens of thousands more people, are going to look at your house and will find your buyer very quickly in most cases. Uh, but when you're trying to sell them right here in this group, you've got a very limited audience, so we recommend that you list those houses as soon as possible. Give us a chance to move them. And if you're an ongoing investor, I'd like to list your house before you finish it. And if we can get you a buyer in there, maybe the buyer can pick some colors and so forth. Um, anyway, find out what you're looking for and, and go after it. 
I was visiting a lender once when they told me they had about 105 qualified buyers and no houses. Uh, I, 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 I just couldn't believe that you have that many. I made a phone call to an investor I know that was a wholesaler in that same town, and I asked him how many houses he had available. And I was told by the lender that the MLS has zero. It's a shortage of inventory. There's nothing here. The investor uh, told me that he had 125 houses, just him, in that town. He said, if you want another town, tell me, and I'll tell you how many I got over there. But he's got 125 houses. he got 105 buyers, buyers. They're already pre-qualified. Now, if they're fixers, it's going to be the 203K. But if they're not fixers, if they can be sold as is, then sell them as is for 203B or a conventional loan. Anyway, one of the things that we get asked a lot is how many 203K loans were processed this year or in my area? Um, well, it doesn't matter, but since, uh, since I asked, I'll tell you. Nationally, this year, 3,084 houses were uh, sold. Okay, 203Ks. These are just 203Ks, not 203Bs, but 3,084. There's almost 2,000 consultants, or right at 2,000 consultants. Now, maybe there's only about 800 that are actually doing it. There's a bunch out there that say they're a consultant, they've got their credential, but don't even answer their phones. So why do I say it doesn't matter? It doesn't really matter how many were sold. It makes no difference. You know, we've been training consultants since 1994, and it really doesn't make any difference how many are sold in your neighborhood or in the United States or whatever, uh, because you can make your own way. It doesn't matter because you, uh, if you're going to consulting and consult this business, we can show you how to get 40 jobs in 60 days. Now, realtors, wouldn't you like to know how to get 40 sales in 60 days? We coach realtors, we coach lenders, and we coach consultants. So any one of you can work together, and that lender is going to get 40 loans. The realtor is going to get 40 sales. All right, he may get both sides of it on some of them. So it could be like 60 sales if you look at it that way. And consultants, you're going to get 40 consulting jobs. Average fee is about $800 for it's $32,000 right there, plus the draw inspections as the construction progresses. Well, if you're a lender and you want 40 new loans in the pipeline, we should probably talk. Give us a call at 888-627-6008. Uh, we were accused by HUD years ago, I think it was 98, 1998 or 1996, somewhere in there, uh, for hogging the work. In reality, we weren't hogging it at all. It's all in our basic training how to do this. You know, our basic training has sold for about $500 uh, for as long as I can remember, since 1994. Basic training, $500, and we show you how to do this. That is the cheapest education you're ever going to get on marketing. Uh, but we'll come out and do it for you for a fee. 
Okay, so then you don't even have to worry about it. But if there's only 3,084 projects done and there's about 2,000 consultants, that means on the average one and a half projects per consultant last in the last two months. Okay, that's not very many. Certainly not enough to live on. If you can get 40 in 60 days and you continue doing that all year, that's a healthy living. It's a nice living. But the fact is that many consultants didn't do any this year so far. The 3,084 is just January and February. Okay. And we can pinpoint it down to each hawk. So you got uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Santa Ana, California, and uh, come on, where's the other one? New Mexico, Arizona. I'm drawing a blank, but that happens. Remember, I'm an old man. So, gentlemen and ladies, uh, if you're waiting for the, if you're a new consultant and you're waiting for the phone to ring from the HUD listing, that is the stupidest website I've ever seen. And they've got top-notch people doing their websites. But the way they've set this thing up is you can search it by city. So if a guy lives in San Pablo, California, and which is right next door to Richmond, California, and he needs a consultant in Richmond, California, he goes on the HUD website, puts in Richmond, there's no there's no consultants in Richmond. Oh, my God, what will I do? But there's some in Rodeo. There's some in Pinole. There's some in San Pablo. They're all around you, but you don't know it because their search engine sucks. I can't say it any better way. Our search engine is much better. So give us a call. Go to uh, 203konline.com. Hit that little button that makes an appointment or place an order. you got all your GFE information right there. GFE, for those who don't know, is Good Faith Estimate. So all of our costs and fees are listed on that sheet. You can place your order right there. And be sure and give us the full address of the property. The other day I had a young lady place an order and told us where she lives. And when the consultant went out to meet her, he had to call her and said, Where are you? I don't see you here. She said, I'm at the house. Said, well, I'm at the house. She said, I don't see you. Well, where are you? She said, I'm in Richmond. Well, that's where I live. But it's not where the house we're buying. The house we're buying is in Vallejo. So it took him 20 minutes to get to Vallejo. So it's best to read the categories. This is your home. Fill that in. This is where you're buying. Fill that in. Yeah. It's always easier if we can do that and, and get to the right place at the right time. But next, next time, that consultant will contact him and verify the address before he runs out there. Anyway, I see we're up against the clock. Old Dougie's waving at me. So call us at 888-627-6008, toll free, and be part of the show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. We moved into our new home knowing it had faults when we discovered more damage than anticipated. Then we heard about the renovation loan that would allow us to refinance the loan and get the money to make those repairs all in one, one low interest loan. What a great idea. 
Hey, we're back with you. Call us at 888-627-6008. Toll free and be part of the program. you got to have a question. I know things are uh, uh, quizzing and buzzing through your head. If you've gotten, if you heard one of our recent uh, one-liners out there, you know we can show a realtor how to increase their volume by gobs, um, but you have to, you have to inquire. Okay. We've been training uh, consultants now for about 25 years. I venture to say not one of them currently is using our system effectively. You know, why have the training if you're not going to use it? Why pay $500 for training and not use the information? Well, I'm going to tell you why. We explain how to use it in detail, and I will walk you through it verbally in detail. But a lot of consultants look at it and say, this is too simple, it can't work. End of story. I remember a good friend of mine, John Davidson, out of Southern California. He sat down there and did not. He came up, actually, and went with me for a week. So he saw me put on a couple of seminars in front of uh, our clients, and he thought, gee, gosh, the way you do this is dynamic. You, you've got something special going. I said, no, it's not. Anybody can do this. You just have to do it, okay? You can't just... Uh, say Mike Mike can do it because Mike is something special because Mike is not something special. This is all trainable. The way I've designed it, all you have to do is follow the simple instructions and anyone can do it. So if you're a consultant out there and you want more business, it's here for you, but you have to put it into effect. We can show you how. We can take you to the water, but you're going to have to drink it yourself. We can't drink it for you and we can't we're not going to force it down you. So if you have a realtor and you'd like 40 new sales, wow, why not? 40 new sales. I could get 40 sales in 60 days? That's 20. How many sales are you getting per month right now? If you're a realtor and you're only getting one sale or two sales per month, how would you like 20 Per month. Why not use the same marketing technique? Teach your consultant to do what you need him to do and pick up another 20 sales per month. Can you even handle that many? Uh, hmm. Uh, probably can't. You probably can't handle that many. It'd be too many for you. But, but what would 40 additional sales in two months be worth to you? So lenders out there, realtors, that's, we can get 40 sales in 60 days. Uh, what have you got to lose? And what do you got versus what do you have to win? So stop whining about maybe it don't work and realize it does. It works well. So anyway, we're back with you. If you don't want if you want to stay on the marketing topic, you're going to have to call us. Uh, if, you, if you call us, we'll stay on the marketing and we'll talk a little more in depth about it. Recently, I had a call from a consultant regarding the following scenario. Hey, the borrower wanted to do self-help. Well, self-help has always been an option with 203K, but not so happy with the lenders. The lenders don't like self-help. It's too much to, to 
monitor. But Barra wanted to do self-help and manage two different contractors on the project. Well, the lender said, gee, that doesn't sound too bad. That's doable. And then the lender said, oh, my boss said we can't do it. We don't do self-help. Most lenders will do self-help if the contractor who is licensed in that state is the borrower. Okay, under that scenario, they will, but the contractor or the borrower cannot get paid for the work that he puts in on his own. He can build equity, but he's not going to get paid. But he can get paid for anything he pays to employees or uh, subcontractors. But you have to keep monitoring that. You have to pay attention to it. We recommend just getting a new credit card and use that exclusively for your project so you can prove that you bought all the materials and that they were paid for. Anyway, um, Leonard won't do it, 203K. So let's hear you on this. Consultants out there, have you ever had more than one contractor on deck and the same project? You know, we had one. It took 16 months to complete it because neither contractor got out there for 14 months. Each one was waiting for the other one to get their job done and then get off that project so they could come on. It's an insurance issue. Okay, so you got a contractor, licensed contractor. He's supposed to have insurance. He's got a bond and insurance, so he's got his workers' comp. But contractor two turns out he's sloppy, doesn't have insurance, and he hires people but doesn't tell he doesn't have workers' comp. So somebody gets hurt on the job. Who has to pay for the employees that was on that job that doesn't have an employer with workers' comp? The other contractor's workers' comp kicks in. That's not fair. That's not good. So most contractors do not want to be on the same job at the same time as another general contractor. Now, subcontractors don't mind working for the contractor and being on the job at the same time. That's fine. But the big thing is no contractor wants to be on a job with another contractor due to the liability. Okay. Oh, we had a blog post a while back, and it hit, I think, 6,000 views, something like that. And it was all about the floor furnaces. What is FHA's take on a floor furnace? Uh, you got an FHA sale or purchase, and the floor furnace is in the walkway. Uh, I've seen many of them. If anybody wants to follow along, you can go on to Google and do a search for active rain, one word, active rain, and then type in, when do I have to replace a floor furnace on an FHA sale? And then maybe add Mike Young in there. And it'll pop up with a, a blog post that I did that had over 6,000 uh, hits. 6,000 people read that blog post. And you can follow along. I've got photographs in there of several different wall floor furnaces. But if you're not, I'll, I'll just describe it to you. But we had a house with a floor furnace. Can we keep it or must it be replaced with another type of furnace? Well, that was the question. Well, the following is uh, the first picture I had was a wall, or excuse me, a floor furnace that was built half 
halfway or midway in a, into a wall in a hallway, and the other side came out in the living room. And it went up the wall about 12 or 15 inches. So the, way, the key that I've always used when I was re doing a real estate appraising and so forth for FHA is that if you can walk down through the hall without stepping on it and without trying to avoid it, in other words, a natural walk, then it probably is fine the way it is. On the other hand, if you can walk down that hallway and your natural walk causes you to step on the floor furnace, then FHA say it must, says it must be replaced. Now, you can replace it with a lot of them put in a forced air system maybe and use that as the return air cam. In other words, you don't have to remove that, that grate. You can leave it there and just let it suck air down into your and to feed your forced air heating system. The second picture that we show is one where the floor furnace is at a junction. There's an L-shaped hallway and the floor furnace is at the L-shape. And that's a, it's got a bedroom door on one side, a closet door on one side, and then uh, the hallway. That one is clearly in the hallway. It's in the walkway. In fact, this one was a 203K, or started out to be. It was in San Francisco years ago. Uh, people had lived in this house. They grew up in the house and when they were kids. And now they were getting up in years, and they wanted to... Uh, at a garage. They wanted to take a bedroom out and put in a driveway and a garage so they had off-street covered parking and that's a premium in San Francisco. So when I went through to inspect the house, even though you're only doing a garage, we still have to look at the entire house and see what other safety issues need to be corrected because you're going to be putting a lot of money into this house. You might as well get everything fixed that needs to be fixed. So, as we saw this furnace, it had to be replaced. And the people just were adamantly against replacing it. They said, no, that furnace has been there my entire life. I was a kid. My dad built this house, or had it built. Uh, I grew up here. I know that furnace, and I know where not to step when it's on, and not to step on it barefooted. And uh, I said, I'm sorry, but HUD doesn't know that. HUD, FHA, wants to the house to be safe for anybody. And if you turn around and sell this to an FHA buyer down the road, um, they, they're going to have to fix it. And they said, well, that's fine. We don't want to fix it. So it couldn't go FHA. We had to back off that. They, in fact, I don't know that they did it at all. But if they went conventional, and I, and I don't recall if this moved forward or not. It's been so long ago. But if they went conventional, they could leave the furnace alone and just do the uh, the garage addition. But that one was clearly in the walkway, so you had to deal with it. You can't just ignore it. The next one is also, uh, you're coming out of a kitchen, as I recall, a dining room. I guess it was a dining room. Stepping into the hall, and here's this big old floor furnace. You had to step on it. There's no way about it. It's right in the floor and the hallway goes to the right and to the left. Uh, so the heat then would enter the dining room or 
go down the hall and heat the bedrooms. Uh, but that one had to be uh, replaced. And if it's going to go FHA, they don't want a floor furnace in the walkway. Ah, okay, I'm getting the wave. The old dangerous wave, but uh, let's see what we got here. If you want to be part of the show today, you can call us at 888-627-6008. In the meantime, we're going to take our last break today. Uh, we'll be right back. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I thought we'd get a construction loan to fix our home, but they wanted four points and nine percent interest. And if we didn't get the job finished within six months, they wanted even more points. Then we heard about the FHA 203K program, where we could refinance our home and get the additional money to make those repairs all in one low interest loan. What a great idea! I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine Let it shine, let it shine Welcome back. Call 888-627-6008 if you want to be part of the show. We were just talking about floor furnaces and how it does not like, FHA does not like to see them in a walkway. If you're following along with me at Active Rain, on a blog post, uh, you'll see the pictures. But FHA, uh, on this particular one that was in the hallway outside of a dining room with a hall going in each direction, uh, it's clear in the walkway. There's no way to ri- walk around it. You're going to step on it. Note the tools were still there. This particular one was for an appraisal. And when you're doing an appraisal, and it has the they have to fix the floor furnace. They have to, in this case, they put a new forced air furnace in, and this, this became the return air, which is fine to leave in the hallway. But the tools were still there. They hadn't finished the installation. And uh, I wasn't available. I don't know if I was on vacation or whatever, but one of my employees went out to inspect this on the 442. Now, if you're in the business, lenders or realtors, they know what a 442 is. It's a it's a repair inspection. So one of my employees went out there, and the realtor that was out there said, hey, hey, I, I know it's not done, but it'll be done here in an hour. But we got to get this closed this afternoon, and they can record if we get this this paperwork over there to them. If Mike was here, he would sign it off. And that blew my employee away. Mike would do this? I I can't believe that. Mike's going to have to do it because I'm not going to do it. So they called me and told me, and I said, well, interesting that he thinks I'm his friend, and yet he wants me to commit fraud. No. You don't sign it off if it isn't done. And if you're a consultant, you're doing a draw inspection, HUD has a zero-tolerance policy. If you sign something off that you know isn't done, there is no recourse for you. You're out. If you get caught doing that, you're no longer a consultant. You're out of the ball game, And there's no recourse. There's no one you can go plead your case to because there is no case. You cannot and must not pay or sign things off that aren't done. If you know they're not done, you can't say they are done. You can't say they are done in the hopes that they're going to be done in an hour. 
what if something happens? What if uh, the contractor that's doing it falls over dead? Uh, there's a lot of things that might happen. What if the police come in and say, does a gun shoot out next door? Uh, you have to stay inside the house. Now, that sounds a little odd, but it's happened to me, or my employees, actually. Um, so there's a zero-tolerance policy. So, no, I wouldn't have done it, and if he was really my friend, he wouldn't have asked my employee to do it either, and he darn sure wouldn't ask me to do it. So the next picture we had was a as you look down this hallway, uh, you're seeing a floor furnace off to the side. So you've got about half of the hallway is occupied with a floor furnace. The other half has got a door right there, so you could you could walk around this thing if you wanted to, if you had to think about it and put your right foot on the carpet, and, and then you could take a stride and get past it. But that's not what FHA says. You can't walk through there in a natural walk and not hit that floor furnace. So that floor furnace also must be replaced. Um, but does that mean all floor furnaces in a hallway do? No. The next photograph shows a wall furnace and a wide hallway with plenty of room to walk in a natural walk past it without stepping on the floor furnace. That one's fine. Okay, that one, it's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it can stay there. So these decisions are going to have to be made by you or the appraiser. Now, if you decide that, gee, I can walk by it in a natural walk and you don't replace it, but then when the appraiser comes out, he sees it and he sees you didn't put anything in there to replace it, they're just going to call it and you'll have to add it. But you're not the bad guy then. No, you need to be the bad guy sometimes. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to go back to marketing just a little bit. I, I've got to say this, but how many people out there, how many realtors particularly, are marketing mixed-use buildings? Okay, I bought a lot of mixed-use buildings over the years, and I was paying 35% down. 35% down. Financing about 65%. And that's pretty common. But did you know that FHA has a, a program for mixed-use buildings with 3.5% down? A typical mixed-use building would be stores uh, with residential above. So you could have, on the ground level, maybe you have a store. Um, it could be one or two, whatever it is it is. And then above, on the second floor, you've got residential, third floor, residential, fourth floor, residential. Maybe it's only two stories. What about this? Think out of the box. What if it's a one-story commercial building that they just have not been able to keep um, occupied? So somebody buys it from the bank. The bank is happy to finance it, get it out from under their inventory. And then what? It moves up to... Um, six months later and the business is defunct. It's just not a good traffic area, maybe. But what if you put residential above it? Okay, banks that are holding these kind of properties, why don't you come up? Call a consultant. Have him give you an idea, maybe a feasibility analysis. What would it cost to turn this single-story commercial building into a two-story or three-story building? 
now these are not $100 feasibility analysis that HUD suggests we do. Uh, no, when you're doing a, you're going to add two or three stories, you're going to need some bids and so forth and some, some plans laid out, even if they're uh, appraiser-type drawings. We need something so we can figure out how many uh, lineal feet of walls are going to go in and so forth. But we do this all the time. In fact, I had a contractor buddy of mine call me this morning from Moreno Valley, California. Uh, if you're in that area and you need some new construction ground up, that's what he's looking for, and he's good at it. Go to jackfielding.com, and Jack will show you some of his expertise. He used to be a pro football player, big man, big man. So anyway, instead of uh, these banks holding these commercial properties that they can't get rid of or waiting for somebody with 35% down payment, they can move it a lot faster with 3.5% down payment. Put some residential above. Uh, make these live work downstairs. What would happen if you took a storefront? I realize this is a commercial zoning. When you have five units or more, that's commercial. Five units of residential is a commercial zone. So if you've got a store and you make it live work, and you make the living area 50% of the back half of that thing, or 51% actually, then you don't have to make a second story. Sell it as live work. Make it one big live work comp uh, room, whatever. Uh, but you get more money if you make it two. You get duplex, you get a higher, higher loan amounts. So any of these things are possible. Uh, if you're marketing mixed-use buildings or commercial buildings, you need to talk to me. So call us at 888-627-6008, but you're going to do it next week because we're just about out of time. I want to thank everybody for being with us today. Join us next Sunday between 1 and 2 as we broadcast from our Las Vegas offices. And let's see. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bring your, bring your questions. Plan on calling in the program. Uh, Again, realtors, if you can, if you want more sales, you're missing the boat if you're not thinking out of the box. We can think out of the box. So give me a call. Uh, if you want to reach me during the week, call me at my office, 916-758-1809. Until then, good night. Well, God bless you. Tune in every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to BBS Radio Station 1 and learn more about making home renovations possible, profitable, and hassle-free. Isn't it time you learned how to make money doing something you love? Visit 203konline.com now and let's get your home makeover projects done right. <laughs>